That's right, we are back with episode number 12 of Turning Up the Heat Radio and Podcast with the Heat Miser Scotty Blaze. And, well, that's me. Can you believe it? Nobody else has taken over and they haven't cloned me yet. God forbid, heaven help us all if they clone me. That is definitely the end of the world. Hey, we've got a packed podcast for you today, man, a Florida teacher quits because of the school district employees. Author Sovin Rosti was attacked. We got It's Just a Game. Someone got violent over a video game. Never trust a wife. She's always scheming on you, but this particular wife, did she? Did she not? Hey, justice for Brianna Taylor. And another man with a gun, fucked around, and found out. We've got laugh, motherfucker. We've got, <laughs> wow, we've got a lady being dense as dirt, the dumbest cow shit. We've got back the blue. we got something local here going on at Holland's Rescue and Fire Department Station Number 5. And we've got because of what something that happened today to me personally, we've got a bonus of what pissed me off this week. Bonus version. But first, as always, we're going to get into some music. Oh, yeah. Here's DJ Sick Ick. Man, I tell you, you got to follow this guy. He is awesome. Yeah. 
All right, ladies. This one's all for you. Men, you can watch from the sideline. Ladies, show what you got. Nothing smoother than Corner Games Ladies Night. How about that? Hey, you're listening to Turning Up the Heat with the Heat Miser. That's me. Don't forget, you can find my website at tuthradio.com. Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at tuthradio. The Facebook page is Turning Up the Heat Podcast. And, of course, you can always email me at turningupthaheatradio at gmail.com. So we're going to hit into some uh, news items right now. First up, a Florida teacher quits after posters of black leaders were seized by school district's employees. Some are blaming Governor DeSantis' culture war for the incident. I don't know about that, but... A Florida teacher said he quit his new job at O.J. Sims Elementary School in Pensacola, 
floor on Tuesday, August the 9th, after a school district employee allegedly removed pictures of black leaders from his bulletin board. He said the school district employee, whom he identified as a behavior analyst, told him that pictures were age inappropriate for his K through five students. James characterized her actions as racist, though he didn't recall mentioning race as the reason she seized the photos, which included one of former President Barack Obama that was near his desk. On Monday, August 8th, James emailed Governor Ron DeSantis as Cambia County Superintendent Tim Smith to inform them about the incident that happened earlier that day. Smith told the newspaper that a full investigation is underway and that he's unaware of any policies that prohibit teachers from displaying inspirational American heroes on their walls. The school's predominantly black students, kindergartens to fifth grade, include images of Martin Luther King Jr., Harriet Tubman, Colin Powell, and George Washington Carver on the walls and a brief description of their achievements. James said it was kind of unusual when a behavior analyst and another behavior coach came to his classroom on Monday to help him set up. He says, I was sitting down in one of the children's chairs, cutting something out. I turned around and saw her start taking something off the bulletin wall, James recalled. The behavior analyst also removed a picture of Barack Obama that was near James's desk. She picked it up and says, you don't need to put these up either. James initially let it go, but as he thought further about it, he got pretty upset. On Monday, the Alabama native emailed a letter to Governor Ron DeSantis informing them about the disturbing incident. James officially resigned on Tuesday, moving uh, Tuesday morning. The new school year started on Wednesday. The Democratic ticket blamed politics of Republican Governor Ron DeSantis for the removal of the posters. This is a sad reality for Ron DeSantis' Florida. A teacher in a predominantly black community comes into their classroom and sees posters of historically black American heroes, including President Obama, taken down for being inappropriate. Now, that was reported by the News Journal. S. Cambaya County Public Schools spokesperson Cody Struther said in a statement to the outlet that the incident is being investigated. If these allegations are deemed factual, we will certainly take corrective action, and it is our aim that all of our teachers feel valued and supported. Author Salman Rushdie was attacked. The Indian-born author who received death threats for years from Iran in the 1980s, was attacked Friday morning in New York by a man who rushed the stage where the altar was to speak, uh, New York police said. Rusty was transported to a local hospital by helicopter with a stab wound to the neck and chest. Police have named Hadi Matar, a 24-year-old man from Fairview, New Jersey, as the suspect in custody. A motive had yet to be established. Uh, State Police Major Eugene Stanzewinski at a news conference Friday evening uh, stated the uh, the attacker's name and age. The world-renowned author, who is 75 years old, was attending a lecture series 
uh, about the Chautauqua Institution as a guest speaker when the incident occurred. According to a police statement, a male suspect charged the stage and attacked Rusty and an interviewer at approximately 11 a.m. The suspect was immediately taken into custody and Rusty was transported to a local hospital. Uh, Rusty's agent said he had undergone surgery and was on a ventilator Friday night with damage with a damaged liver, severe nerves, severed nerves. God, I gotta learn to read, Scott. Severed nerves in his arm, and that he could lose an eye, according to the Associated Press. Um, he also said that the interviewer, Henry Reese, was treated at a local hospital for a minor head injury and has since been released. Reese is the co-founder of the City of Asylum, a residency program for writers in exile, and was on stage with Rusty during the attack. What we experience today is an incident unlike anything in our near 150-year history, Hill said. Today, now, we are called to take on fear and the worst of all human traits, hate. Uh, that was quoted from President Michael Hill of the institution. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, this guy's been living under death threats since the 80s from Iran, and this idiot rushes the stage and managed to attack him. Crazy. And what's even crazier is this next one. It's just a game, people. It's a video game. A pro gamer killed a teenage rival and then chuckled about it as he filmed her bloody corpse, which uh, has been given 14 years behind bars. What? Why not life? A gruesome footage shot by Gilhermene Alves Costa, I'm just going to say that last name, 18 years old, shows victim Ingrid Bueno de Silva, 19, lying on his bedroom floor in a pool of blood with what appears to be a sword handle can be seen sticking out from the victim's stomach. Alves Costa, professionally known as Flashlight, had met Ingrid, known as Soul, online through the game Call of Duty, the mobile game, a month before the crime. He apparently lured the teen to his home in Sao Paulo, Brazil, where he stabbed her to death. A video of his arrest reportedly includes someone asking why he committed this crime, to which he answers, because I wanted to. He later professes, professes to be sane and has been planning Silva's murder for two weeks. Seemingly inspired by the shooting video game, he then filmed a video of the bloody aftermath math in which he can be heard saying, Look, how wonderful. Oh, for fuck's sake. He sent, in, sent it in onto his gaming team before handing himself over to police. A bizarre 52-page manifesto called My Dictionary was seized by police who revealed how the team had planned an attack against Christianity. Ah, here we go. Religion. 
Always got something to do with it. He appeared in court in Sao Paulo on Monday, where a jury found him guilty of aggravated murder by majority verdict. Judge Michelle Porto de Moreno's Tuna Carrero, wow, how many names, sentenced him to 14 years and recommended that he take up psychiatric counseling. What, you fucking think? I mean, come on. That, uh, oh, I think he needs counseling. I think he does too. He planned this for two weeks and he was inspired by Call of Duty Mobile. Come on, you're just giving people that claim music and video games damage our kids and make them more prone to violence. You're just giving them more ammunition, and I don't believe that 100%. I'm against that train of thought. What do you think? Let me know. Let me know on my website. Send me a message. Send me an email. Hey, put it on the voicemail. That website has a voicemail feature. Tell me what you think or ask me a question. And if you agree and you have to verbally state, hey, yes, use this on the pet podcast or say, no, I don't want it on the podcast and I won't use it, but I'll use your question itself. I'll verbalize it myself or verbalize what you think. Put it on the website, on the voicemail, and I'll say, hey, this is such and such as point of view. You don't even have to use your real name. You can say, I'm Dr. X. Whatever. There's plenty of names you can go by. I won't even use your real name. You don't have to. I'll just say, hey, listener X, listener whatever, mini me. <laughs> hey, don't forget that website again is tuthradio.com or put it on Twitter or Instagram at tuth radio, Facebook it at Turning Up the Heat podcast, email it. Turning up to heat radio at Gmail. Do something. Let me know. I want to hear from you. I really do. So bad. So bad I'm going to put you on a slow ride. The ball cat. Oh, yeah. What an awesome rock song. Has that beat. Oh, man. Used to be one of my favorite. Take it away, ball cat. Oh, yeah.
How you doing out there? You ever seem to have one of those days where it just seems like everybody's getting on your case from your teacher all the way down to your best girlfriend? Well, you know, I used to have them just about all the time, but I found a way to get out of it. Let me tell you about it.
Welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all, and all they ask is... Give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Drake Tungsten. And if there's one thing my arch nemesis, Scotty Blaze, and I have in common, it's how to crank that heat up to 11. You're listening to Turning Up the Heat, radio and podcast with the heat miser, Scotty Blaze. <laughs> yep, that was my arch nemesis, Drake Tungsten. Boy, did we battle and beat the shit out of each other over the years. Oh, my God. His rookie year was 1999, and he's still going. He's trying to get to his 25th year. I had to stop at 27. Unfortunately, I was trying to make it to 20, excuse me, to 30. And talking about Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, they've got a new episode out tomorrow. So make sure you check it out on Anchor, Spotify, all the major podcasts. And just like me, I've got all of mine listed on my website at tuthradio.com. All of them are listed there and also on all the major platforms for podcasts. 
And don't forget, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at T-U-T-H Radio. Facebook page is Turning Up the Heat Podcast. And as always, email Radio at gmail.com. All right, let's get back into this segment of news. First up, never trust a wife. Hey, don't hit me. Don't hurt me. I'm fragile. Don't send me. Well, yeah, you can send me hate mail if you want, ladies, or even men. Take up for your wife, I understand. But this one, rumors are flying. Former President Donald J. Trump is reportedly concerned some of his own family members, like his wife, Melina Trump, remember when he called her the wrong name, Melanie, Uh are acting as moles for the FBI after the raid on his home last week. Part of that evidence is to believe, if if it is to believe, have been sources close to Trump. Reports of the ex-president's paranoia over the issue appeared to be prevalent, and Rolling Stone magazine said he believes he is being wiretapped by current President Joe Biden. George Conway, the lawyer and husband of former Trump aide Miss Alternative Facts herself, Kellyanne Conway, took to Twitter to wonder who the source could be. Man, this has got Survivor and Big Brother written all over it, man. This could be one hell of a TV show. Former Deputy Assistant FBI Director Peter Strunk responded, and, and, so much paranoia in a mole hunt, no one to trust, so much to do, so much to lose, so many walls closing in so fast. Also, might be Molina. Wow, he didn't help Trump's paranoia at all. Now, on to much serious topic. Finally, some justice for Breonna Taylor. Ex-Louisville police officer charged in Breonna Taylor's search warrant to plead guilty. Former Louisville Metro Police Detective Kelly Hanna Goodlett will plead guilty to one count of conspiring to violate the civil rights of Breonna Taylor for helping falsify an affidavit to search her apartment in March 2020. Goodlet, 35, will appear on August 22nd before U.S. District Judge David Hall to enter her plea, her lawyer, Brandon Marshall, announced in court last Friday. Magistrate Judge Regina Edwards ordered Goodlet to surrender her passport and have no contact with co-defendant Sergeant Kyle Meany and former detectives Joshua Jaynes and Brett Hankinson. Goodlett was expected to plead guilty and testify against her colleagues because she was charged by information rather than indicted. She faces a sentence of no more than five years in prison, which is bullshit. The charging document says Goodlett falsely, falsely claimed a postal inspector had verified Taylor was receiving packages for her ex-boyfriend, a convicted drug dealer, dealer, Jamarcus Glover, at her apartment before the raid with James and others to falsify a search warrant affidavit. I remember hearing that, and the postmaster completely denied it. 
The indictment alleges Goulet met with James in his garage to get on the same page after the postal inspector said that the claim Taylor was receiving Glover's packages was bogus. Absolute fabrication. James, 40, and Meany, 35, also faced civil rights charges for the search that ended in Taylor's death, while Hackinson, 46, is charged with violating the civil rights of Taylor, her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, and three of Taylor's neighbors for blinding, firing shots into her apartment. Taylor was killed during a police raid on her apartment near Iroquois Park when Walker, thinking an intruder was breaking in, fired just one shot that hit Sergeant John Mattingly in the leg. He and another detective, Miles Cosgrove, returned fire, killing Taylor. Taylor was only 26, and her death set off protests that the late, uh, that lasted for months in Louisville and other cities. Mattingly has since retired and Cosgrove was fired. Neither have been charged because U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the officers who ultimately carried out the search at Taylor's apartment were not involved in drafting of the warrant and were unaware of the false and misleading statements that it contained. Uh, I can see that. I mean, they had no idea that their fellow officer fucking lied. Piece of human trash. This all happened on March 13, 2020. Both her boyfriend and neighbors reported that the announcement that they were police never happened. So they're beating on the door, banging on it. They never announced that they're police. The boyfriend thought it was an intruder, fired just one time, hitting an officer in the leg. So seven officers on the scene, but only three returned fire, firing 32 rounds blindly into the apartment, killing Taylor, who was in the hallway. She was struck six times. Her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, wasn't injured at all. Shots went into another apartment where three people were present. Now, the grand jury, which indicted Hackinson on three accounts of first-degree wanton endangerment for that, was fired on June 2020. Maddenly was cleared of all wrongdoing by an internal uh, LMPD investigation into policy violations in December 2020. He retired effective June 1st, 2021. The then, the then Louisville Police Chief Steve Conrad told news media there was no body camera footage to share from the shooting. Do you believe that? I'm calling bullshit. And guess what? None were activated during the showing the entry or breach into the apartment. But the city has since released dozens of body camera videos from March 13th, which included Walker surrendering to police, SWAT searching Taylor's apartment, and Hackinson entering the apartment after the shooting of more scenes from the chaotic aftermath was also released. But somehow none were activated, showing entry and breach into the apartment. And why is that? Why does that seem to happen so much? They have body cameras, but they don't activate it. And these no-knock warrants 
this bitch lied on it, and it ended up costing this young woman's life. It's crazy. And if I remember correctly, wasn't she a nurse of some, of some type? And this bitch lied. And all the most that she's going to get is five years? I don't think that's justice. I mean, it's some justice that she's getting. Oh, man. I mean, her parents will never get her back. But at least there's some accountability. But I don't think it's enough. I mean, when you lie on an affidavit to a sworn judge stating that a postmaster said such and such that they're getting boxes at her apartment from her ex-boyfriend who's a drug dealer and you lie about that just so you can bust in no-knock warrant to get in and it ends up with the death of somebody in that apartment and all of that happened because you lied had you never lied none of those following incidents would have occurred and that girl would still be alive today, you should be in jail for the rest of your life because your actions led to that death. You lying led to that girl's death. You didn't lie, she'd be alive. You lied, she's dead. It's that simple. It's cut and dry. Right is right, wrong is wrong. You should be in jail for the rest of your fucking life. Do you agree or do you disagree? I want to hear your thoughts. I want to read your thoughts. Give them to me. You know the deal by now. You know the website is tuthradio.com. You know my Instagram and my Twitter handles are at tuthradio. Let me know. And we're going to get back to the music because I'm already pissed. I've done pissed myself off again reading this shit. But at least... Brianna Taylor's getting some justice for her family. One, two, three, go. Here we go. Sierra. Yeah. Justin Timberlake. Sierra. See, I told you. It was Sierra. Some love, sex, and magic. Right back. Baby, show me, show me. It's your favorite trick that you want to use. 
loving sex and magic So let me drive my body around you I bet you know what I mean Cause you know that I can make you believe In loving sex and magic This is the part where we fall in love Let's slow it down so we fall in
This is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color, with Wolfie D every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis. We're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famers on the show with us. Every Monday, Live and in Color with Wolfie D.
This is the pain train, Preston Quinn. And when I'm not whooping somebody's ass in the wrestling ring, I'm listening to Turning Up the Heat Radio and Podcast with my buddy, the Heat Miser, Scotty Blaze. There we go. There's my pal, Preston Quinn. Whew. Hey, make sure you check out Whoopie D's uh, Live and in Color with Whoopie D every Monday. And he's got a great one. It went up, well, today's Tuesday, the 16th. Yeah. Today's Tuesday, 16th. He had one go up yesterday, part one with the road dog. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better get over there and listen to part one of the podcast. It was so big, they had to break it up to two parts. Part two next Monday. Part one is live and in color and live today because it went up yesterday. And don't forget, always, 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 Get over there on my website, show some love at tuthradio.com. Every single one of my podcast episodes are there. So if you've missed one, never fear, they're always there. And let me tell you what, this next piece of news, oh my God. I just don't know how stupid some people can be. Oh, I guess I can. Um, <laughs> Jesus, another guy with a gun fucked around and found out. Uh, you may have seen this one on the news. A man crashed into the barrier near the Capitol and opened fire before shooting himself, police say. A man driving the car struck the barrier near the U.S. Capitol early Sunday morning, opened fire before fatally shooting himself. He crashed into burial on the east side of the Capitol just after 4 a.m. Sunday morning, and his car went up in flames as he was getting out, the U.S. Capitol the police said in a statement. The man fired several shots into the air and turned the gun on himself. Um, no one else was hurt. At the time, it does not appear the man was targeting any members of Congress who were on recess. And it does not appear the officers fired any of their weapons, Capitol Police said. The statement did not name the man, but noted that the investigators are looking into the man's background, wondering what they're going to find on his Facebook or other social media. Security at and around the Capitol building has been on heightened alert in the year and half since January 6th attack. Capitol Police have erected tall fences and barriers around the complex that stood for weeks in the aftermath. There have been other security incidents near the complex since January 6th. wonder why. As well, in April 2021, a man rammed his car into officers standing near a security barricade, killing one and injuring another. Uh, the man, 25-year-old Noah Green, was shot and killed by police in that incident. I mean, geez, Louise, people, you gots to do better. I mean, don't let somebody talk to you. I mean, you got to be weak-minded if you believe some of this shit somebody's going to talk you into. Oh, my God. Well, on another news, laugh, motherfucker. Some guy laughed about kids being killed. And that happened at uh, Ben O'Rourke speaking about the Uvalde massacre. 
Uh, he's the Democratic candidate for Texas governor. He was at a campaign event, and in a video, um, he was talking about, well, you know what? Let me just play it for you. This speaks volumes. I'm going to make sure that now 11 weeks since we lost 19 kids and their two teachers shot to death with a weapon originally designed for use in combat, legally purchased by an 18-year-old who did not try to obtain one when he was 16 or 17, but followed the law that's on the books, ladies and gentlemen, that says that you can buy not one, you can buy two or more if you want to, AR-15s, hundreds of rounds of ammunition, and take that weapon that was originally designed for use on the battlefields in Vietnam to penetrate an enemy soldier's helmet at 500 feet and knock him down dead up against kids at five feet. It may be funny to you, motherfucker, but it's not funny to me, okay? I'm going to let it play so you can hear what he says. Sure, we're going to make sure that our kids who are starting their school year right now, that they don't have to worry about somebody walking into their school with a weapon like this, that we take common sense steps, we find the common ground, Democrats and Republicans, gun owners, non-gun owners alike. And you see, I mean, he's talking about common sense laws. And I'm not going to say whether I'm for guns or against guns. That's not the issue. That issue right there was about a man laughing about children dying. And he got roasted. And if you see the video, there's even a couple of veterans jump up and applaud by O'Rourke calling him out. It's not funny. 19 kids died because... Of cowards. Let's just call them what they are. They were cowards. And I went over this on one of my earlier episodes. I went over it about after I watched the video that was released from in the security cameras inside the school, how those fucking cowards with level four body armor on. And if you don't know what level four is, I'm not going to go over it again. Look it up. But level four body armor on, they were too scared to go in there and confront a single gunman. And there ended up being over 400 police there, enough to occupy a small country. Who laughs at children being killed? And you heard it in that clip, somebody going sicko. That's right. You're sick in the head if you laugh at children being killed. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, our next one ab about backing the blue. Man, people, ever since Mar-a-Lago Mar was raided, and I don't care if you're Democrat. I don't care if you're Republican. Me, myself, I don't label myself. I vote for whoever I think will get the job done. I have voted for both major parties, and that's just how it is. I don't label myself. I don't vote straight up and down one ticket or the other. But making threats against federal officers and even police officers that are actually good ones, 
is stupid. The director of the FBI had strong words Wednesday of last week for supporters of the former President Donald Trump who have been using violent rhetoric in the wake of his agency's search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. Christopher Wray, who was appointed as the agency's director in 2017 by Trump, have called threats circulating online against federal agents and the Justice Department deplorable and dangerous. He says, I'm always concerned about threats to law enforcement. Violence against law enforcement is not the answer, no matter who you're upset with. Ray made the remarks following a news conference during a long-planned visit to the agency's field office in Omaha, Nebraska, where he discussed the FBI's focus on cybersecurity. It has been easy to find threats and a call to arms in those corners of the Internet favored by right-wing extremists since Trump himself announced the search of his Florida home. Reaction includes ambiguous lock and load and calls for federal agents and even U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland to be assassinated. Are you shitting me? Brian Murphy, a former official at the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI, who's now an executive at the open-source intelligent firm Logically, said his company has observed a large uptick in threats against the FBI personnel and facilities on social media platforms since the Mar-a-Lago search. Murphy told NBC News that the threats were detected as part of Logically's daily search research into threats to election officials and operations. He said the threats against the FBI often uh, contained references to violence against specific targets. Now, 73 officers have been killed since 2021 in the line of duty. And that's the highest number since 9-11. Think about that. The highest number since 9-11. That's insane. There's, people need help out there. There's people on the edge that are absolute lunatics. And I'm not saying that the left don't have their lunatics either. They do. Boy, do they. All right. Now, <laughs> this next piece. Oh, my God. Dumb as dirt and dense as cow shit. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, my God. She seems to think that if we switch to wind and solar energy, that the lights go off at night when the sun goes down and that she has to go to bed then. She asked what if she wants to stay up late and not go to bed when the sun goes down. I mean, she actually said it and it's caught on video. I mean, seriously, listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, and we're all here in Georgia. Thank God for air conditioning. Let's talk about refrigerators. I personally like my refrigerator. I know you all like yours. What about washing machines and dryers? Lord, please God, don't make me scrub clothes in a bucket and have to hang them out on the line when we switch over to wind turbines and solar panels. I'm going to be really pissed off about that. Here it comes. Go to bed when the sun sets. It's so silly. I, I mean, all 
all of this is absolutely insane. What's insane is you thinking that, and I mean, here's the best reply for that. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I mean, come on. Kids in elementary school know how that works. Have you heard of the word battery, MTG? I mean, come on. The Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy states on its website that the United States is a resource-rich country with abundant renewable energy resources. The amount available is 100 times that of the nation's annual electricity need. I mean, and I believe she really believes this. I don't think she's putting on the act, but when she said that, did you notice the crowd kind of went really silent there? I mean, you can find it all over YouTube. It, I mean... If a thought crossed her mind, it would be the quickest trip known to man. It really would. I mean, she's got the IQ of a veteran slipper. It's crazy. Now, sadly, we're moving on here to a little local news. Uh, So it's not really sadly, it's, um, well, it's sad that it's happened, and it's a little... It's just shitty. Um, The firehouse rescue in Holland, station number five, the entire volunteer squad has been been suspended and may face embezzlement charges. Now, that was before they built up um, Station 1 right next to my parents' old skating rink, I mean, right next door. That was the department that handled Northwest Roanoke County. And where I grew up in my parents' house in North Lakes, that's who would come there. Also, when we lived on Clubhouse Drive, that's who would come there. And when I lived myself at Big Creek Apartments, in various places in Roanoke County, that's who came there, fire, rescue, or both. And I knew people that worked there. I went to school with people that ended up working there. They were stand-up people. I don't know who works there now. I mean, they have career people there. These are volunteers that may face embezzlement charges. The Roanoke County Police Department and the county's internal auditor are investigating the Holland's Fire and Rescue Volunteer Squad. The county's public information officer, Amy Whitaker, that name sounds familiar, I think she went skating before, she she may even went to Northside, um, said the volunteer squad is separate from the Roanoke County Fire and Rescue Department, which provides 24-hour ambulance and fire coverage uh, and career staffers. 
The volunteer organization hardly responds to many calls for service. The career staff responds to every call. Um, She wrote that in an email to the local WFXR News. Fire and rescue services to the citizens in Holland's area will not be impacted because of the suspicion, suspension of the volunteers. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on, people do better, especially in Hollins. That's where I grew up, Roanoke County, Hollins area. I mean, that's Northside High School. That's Burlington, Glen Cove, and Mountain View Elementary School areas. That That's... That's in my heart. That's where I grew up, Harry. That's where my son grew up. Come on, do better. That's where my brother grew up. Do better, people. God. All right, we're going back to the music, but you are not. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this next segment. It's what pissed me off this week. I'm going to talk about a real piece of shit human being. I'll give you a hint here. I call him Captain Crackbite. He's a low-life scum. And if I ever see him in person, it's hands-on. Oh, my God. All right? Situation. And it's going to be a situation, all right? Tell him about Club Nouveau. I know you got situation number nine. Apparently, that's far worse. Oh, the 80s. R&B. There we go. Take it away. Here I am stuck in this ride again. Ooh, I don't know what to do. And I haven't got a friend in the world. No, no, no. Situation number two ain't bad But number nine ain't good Well, I thought I was riding really high Cause I'm here, hanging in Hollywood
Oh, we going back. Back to the early 80s. Ooh, listen to that. Tour de France. Ooh, not the bicycle race. Ooh, that's it, man. Breakdancing days. I mean, remember Turbo with the broom dancing to this in the movie Break It. Oh, yeah. Enjoy this one, man. I am.
to leave my condo to come to this. Well, I'm back, but this time I'm with my man. And these women are putting their hands all over his Yamamoto Kanza. I swear to the iPod. And I'm much, much unhappy about that. I'd hate to come down to the level and become a BW, a basic woman. But if they don't stop, it's gonna get scandalous.
I live in the U.S. on the East Coast near D.C. And I'm Edward. I live in Spain, Madrid specifically. We met living in France way back in 2015. And we haven't seen each other since. So we decided to start this podcast to keep in touch and catch up. Yeah, just two friends, an ocean apart, chatting, taking your calls. So give us a call at 202-630-4509 and leave us a message. Or you can write us an email at amessagefrompod at gmail.com. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts every Tuesday. So hit subscribe, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, make sure you check out Allison and Edward's podcast, A Message From. And you can check them on their website at amfpod.com. Again, that's amfpod.com. And while you're surfing the web, make sure you break on over to tuthradio.com. Show my website some love. It's lonely over there. It needs some love. And make sure you send me a message. Send me a voicemail message. Damn it. Let's have some interaction. Ask me a question and I will answer it on a future podcast. Let's get that thing going. And if you say, hey, it's okay, I will use your voicemail on the podcast itself and have your voice heard all over and I will answer it. And if you don't want to be, if you're too shy and you don't want to be heard, then I will simply read your question and answer it myself. That's fine too, but let's do it. All right. The moment all of y'all been waiting for. It's a Bonus version of what pissed me off this week. And it just happened today. And let me tell you, motherfucker. I've been thinking about this. Captain Crackbite. Let me switch up his name. Because God knows I don't want to be sued for defamational character, although he has no fucking character. I'm going to change his name around a little bit. I'm a, I'm a, let's call his initials BL. We'll switch it up a little bit. Motherfucker BL. God only knows how many years ago it was. Let's see. It was in the 90s. This fat-ass Glasses thick enough he could see the fucking future. Came to my father begging for a job. Now, this is at the skating rink. He had just got fired by Roanoke City where his job was mowing the grass for him. First of all, how the fuck do you get fired for mowing grass for Roanoke City? 
And he said he had no money, had no way to feed his kids and his then wife. So my father being who he is, who he was, says he'll hire him. Not only did he hire Captain Crackbite, he gave him food to send home that night to his family, and he gave him a big advance on what he would get paid so he could have cash in his pocket to continue to feed his family. Now, B.L. was a good worker if you stayed on him, which my father did. I mean, he had to tell him what to do. He had no initiative of picking up and doing it himself, seeing what needed to be done and do it. My father had to tell him what to do. Okay, that's fine. Some people are like that. I was like that when I was young. No, no big deal. I mean, some people are like that, and they thrive in that type of situation. And BL did. Almost said it the wrong way. And no biggie. So, my father first sold the rink in 1999, just right before my son was about to be born. Jesus. But they buy a condo down in Daytona, right on the beach, a perfect place for me to go vacation. And they had sold it to a guy who's also ended up being scum that had a couple of rinks in North Carolina. Well, BL goes down and helps my parents move their stuff to Daytona. Great. Awesome. And dad pays him. Great. Awesome. But my dad warns the guy that bought the rink, do not make Captain Crackbite a manager. He's not material. I stay on with the new guy because I think, okay, you know, this, I know this business inside and out, and I know these people inside and out. And we tried to tell the new owners that this area is not like the areas that he has his breaks at. It's a totally different beast. Well, this motherfucker makes BL, Captain Crackbite, a manager. And right away, he starts trying to run the business just like he does his place down there, his places down there. Well, Captain Crackbite tries to tell me what to do, how to run a ring. Motherfucker, I've been in that building since I was two years old. How to run a skating rink is, with, is in my blood, in my DNA, in my genes. I know how to run a ring. And my philosophy, which is exactly like my dad's, I got it from my father, goes against everything that this new owner, this motherfucker, is doing. He's gouging prices. He says, let's go up at the beginning of summer, and we go up again at the end of summer. Because some of these people don't come through the summer, and they'll only notice it. It's going up one time. Oh. Totally opposite of my father's philosophy. Well, I had enough of Captain, Cap, Captain Crackbite telling me what to do, so I resigned almost a year in. And one of the other partial owners, Skip, who was a great guy, he tried to talk me out of it. I said, Skip, no, I'm gone. Because this motherfucker 
thinks he knows more and thinks he could tell me what to do. He doesn't do his job. I'm tired of pulling his weight and my weight. And the crew that I work with that we help clean up at night and he doesn't do his job in the morning and we're picking up his shit, it's no, I'm done. Because of him, I'm officially getting out of the roller skating business. That's all I've known my entire life. That should tell you something. Well, a few years later, I'm working at HSN Home Shopping Network, and I've moved up to senior account manager. And Captain Crackbites, the new wife, is working there. And she's telling me how BL is taking money out of the petty cash, and he's stealing money there. Oh, well, you know, that figures because he has no character. He's shit. He's scum. Well, then my father is forced to take the rink back over because the new owners are behind on their payments to the bank, and my dad... Being the good guy he is, he held the second mortgage on the rink. So if the first mortgage falls, my dad loses all kinds of money. So my parents end up having to move back to Roanoke. They had to sell their place in Daytona, which I was visiting every year with my son Austin, which he was very young, and my then wife, Kim. He goes back to take it over. On the day of the handover... We go in and we see that Captain Crackbite and some of his friends have totally destroyed the inside of the rink. They have demolished it. And some of the people that were there told us who all did it, that they were against it. But Captain Crackbite was part of it. This is some of the damage they did. This part was kind of minor, but just tells you how petty they were. They took uh, the frozen pizza crust and threw it in the deep fryer. Not in the baskets, but in the grease itself. They destroyed, they took the candy case and destroyed it. They took the candy in the candy case and threw it everywhere. They just destroyed the shit out of it. And they weren't supposed to do that. They were supposed, it was supposed to be like a turnkey event, which, of course, they didn't give us the keys. And when we went in, uh, actually, I think they did give us the keys because when we went in, they had set the alarm. And when the alarm went off, of course, we didn't know the new code. And so we called 911 and let them know what was happening. So when the cops got there, you know, no big deal. We showed them the deed that it was back in our name. And we called the guy that we knew that had the um, alarm system, Seth, he came out there and set it all back up for us. He couldn't believe they did this shit. And all kinds of skaters that went there, speed skaters and all, they were all pissed about this. Well, none were more pissed than me. My brother was hot, but oh my God. I called that fat motherfucker, Captain Crackbite BL, up on the phone. He would not take my call. Months pass. Me and my then-wife, Kim, are at CeCe's Pizza. Austin might be a couple years old, three, four, something like that. We're there eating. I go up to the drink machine, 
to get, you know, the, uh, Austin and Kim and myself drinks. And this fat, goofy-looking, mullet-wearing motherfucker comes up to me, hi, Scott. I said to him in a very calm voice, if you don't get the fuck away from me for what you did for my father, I'm going to take you outside and I'm going to leave you laying in the pool of your own fucking blood. He walked away. He walked outside and he just stood there smoking a cigarette. He would not come back in and eat with his family with his new wife, what the same wife that was at HSN, and his stepchildren. They finally finished up their food and walked outside, and then they left. I hadn't heard from him since. My son will now be 23 in November, and this motherfucker sends me a friend request on Facebook today? August the 16th, Tuesday? Are you fucking shitting me? What, did you think I forgot what you did to my father? Do you think I forgave your fat ass? My promise still stands. If I see you, I might not be in the best of shape anymore, but fucking adrenaline works wonders on the body. I may pay for it later in pain, but it'll be worth it. Captain Crackbite. Oh, will it be worth it? I will fuck you up. I will put those punch you so hard, those glasses will become contacts. Your teeth will go down your throat and you'll be shitting enamel for three months. You fucked over my father. After my father did the best for you. He said he would keep you on when he took the ring back over. He said he would keep you on, but he wouldn't leave you as a manager. But he would keep you on at the same fucking pay. And you did that shit to the ring after what he did for you? You're a piece of fucking shit, and I hope your balls get a flesh-eating disease. You fucking cum-guzzling foreskin-licking, sphincter-sucking, son-of-a-bitch. I ever see you, and you approach me, make peace with whatever God you pray to, because I'm going to be sending your ass there. That is not a threat. You fucked over my father. Now, I know my father would say, Scott, just let it go. My brother would say, fuck you over. Fuck you up. My mom even said, you must be fucked. Well, she didn't use the F word. She said, you must be crazy for the way you screwed over the family. Uh Uh-uh. Not happening, you son of a bitch. You're trash. You're a trash human. For a while, even your kids didn't even want to talk to you. Now, I hope that's changed 
I hope you made peace with your kids. I'm not going to say their name on here, but I hope they made you made peace with them, and things have gotten better between you and them. I really do, but things will never, ever be peace between you and my family, ever, because you fucked over my father. After my father did everything he could for you, I will live the rest of my years never forgiving you and never forgetting what you did. And if I see you, you better hope you see me first and walk the other way. If you ever even dream of coming up and talking to me, you better wake up and walk the other fucking way. You better never even come up and apologize to me because apologies, we are long past that motherfucker. All right, that's the end of our show. I'm going to play a few more songs and then we'll sign out. I think that's enough ranting on Captain Cat- Crackbite, BL. So here I am with my thoughts of you. And we're going to go away. And this world I've left for me. You better leave the memories alone, motherfucker. Stoic faces when I think of you. It's a great song. Here we go. And how I once believed. So now you call me. But you know I won't let you through. I've myself to deceive. So leave the memories alone. I don't want to see the way it is. That's how it used to be. Leave the memories alone. Don't change a thing. And I'll hold you here in my memory.
unable to find a light behind your dead eyes Not anything at all It's 
That's it for this episode of Turning Up the Heat. I sure hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, you're going to find this episode and every other episode on my website at tuthradio.com and, of course, on all major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor, all of them. And don't forget, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at tuthradio. Facebook is Turning Up the Heat Podcast. And of course, email is Turning Up the Heat Radio at gmail.com. And thank you so much for hanging in there. Hope you enjoyed this. Give me some feedback. Did you like it? Did you not? What else you want to hear about? More music, less news. More news, less music. Tastes great. Less feeling. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Any of that? Just tell me what you like. And I hope you have a great Tuesday. I'll see you at the end of the week. Until then, see you on the flip side.